With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Footy with Dad podcast, where Julian and his son Jake will be discussing their weekly footy experiences together and their love of the game. Get ready for discussion, arguing, laughing and crying about all things football. Welcome to another edition of Footy with Dad. Unfortunately, there was no Premier League football this weekend, but didn't stop you finding a game, did it, Jake? (laughs) No, then yesterday I did the, uh, I think it was 300 mile round trip to Yeovil, uh, (laughs) about about eight hours in total on the road. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was a laugh, hard fought one or draw, but I suppose at least I saw a couple goals. Yeah, I mean, I suppose a draw is not a bad result, but uh, at least you didn't go all that way and see no goals, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Well done for you for sporting your local your local club, I suppose. Um, so since we launched the podcast uh, just over a month ago, quite a few people have been asking me, what is footy with dad? So basically, without embarrassing Jake, because uh, I know he gets embarrassed when I talk about it, um, on the 26th of September 2005, Jake was born. He had severe respiratory issues, which resulted in him spending 11 months in hospital. Obviously, you know, that time in hospital, I saw a lot of terminally ill children. And, you know, fortunately, Jake over the years got older and stronger and his health, you know, obviously got a lot better. And we we love talking about our experiences of watching our beloved Tottenham up and down the country. But we're also fully aware there are a lot of underprivileged, ill children, bereaved children that for whatever reason, obviously don't get the opportunity of enjoying the live thrill of a game. So we've teamed up uh, just before the pandemic with a registered charity, the Free Kicks Foundation, who have been going for about 13, 14 years. And uh, they they organise these, these day outs to see their favourite teams and experience going to a football match for the first time. You can help by going on to Fussy with Dad forward slash just give in and uh you know all the money does does go towards helping these special days out and you know i i believe every every child you know if they're into football deserves the, the chance of going to to go to a live football match so if you can help that would be great once again that is footy with dad forward slash just give in so as i mentioned jake was born on the 26th 6th of september which makes it your birthday. 
Happy birthday, son. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I can't believe uh, I'm turning 17. That is just absolutely crazy. And soon I'll be driving off to Spurs. Oh, great. Uh, that means I've got to try and save up and get you a car. <laughs> uh, and that also means we can leave when I want. Yeah, well, as long as we get there in good time. <laughs> I don't need the stress of going to a match and getting there late. So, uh, but, you know, please, God, you, you pass your test first and then we can argue who drives. As well as Jake and I talking about our experiences of watching football together, on Footy with Dad, we like to speak to guests that experience Footy with Dad memories, both as a child and now as a parent. That's why I was delighted to be able to get onto our podcast, someone who I have seen at Spurs every other week for the last 16, 17 years. He's never, ever had a bad game. (laughs) I'm delighted to introduce to you the voice of Tottenham Hotspur and top talk sport presenter, the one and only Paul Coit. How are you, Julian? That was the best intro I think I've ever been given. I've got, to, I've got to tell you, that's the best intro I've ever been given. So thank you. Thank you. Undeserved, oh, so but I appreciate it. Coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, I know, obviously, apart from working at Tottenham, yeah. you've been a Spurs fan all your life. Yep. Can you remember your first visit to the lane? I can. I remember it really, really well. So... Um, little bit of background is that my dad, um, huge Spurs fan, his dad was a huge Spurs fan. He went to the um, 21 Cup final. So, I mean, it goes back wow. in the family for years. Yeah. So, um, so I was, so I think I got to, right, let me think. So it was coming up to my eighth and ninth birthday and I'd always wanted to go. And my uncle had season tickets. We never had season tickets, but my uncle had season tickets. And it was those those fantastic paper ones. You know, it wasn't even in the plastic. It was though they were like cardboard on the outside. Yeah. And I can still see it now. So coming up to my birthday, um, this is back in blimey, this is back in 76. Um, my uncle said to my dad, said, Look, you know, maybe it's time if you want to take Paul, maybe you can take Paul now. So he said, Yeah. And so they gave me the choice and said, We have either West Ham at home or Queen's Park Rangers at home. So Queen's Park Rangers, I think, was the four, well, no, it was the 14th of February. West Ham was the week before that, I believe. So we thought, well, my dad said, look, let's go to the Queen's Park Rangers game because there's probably more chance we're going to win. And, you know, that, that would probably be a better game to go to, which then coincided with Queen's Park Rangers then zooming up the first division and then coming second to Liverpool in the end. So anyway, the day came, 14th of February, 1976 went up there. I still remember going the north along the North Circular, and this was a lot of it was being built at the time. We were listening to LBC on at the time. I still remember the jingles, everything that was going on as we drove there, and we parked um, around Trulock Road, which is where the um, which is near the the it was the old MK factory at the time, which is now just big industrial estate. And there was a sweet shop there. Always used to park in the same place because that's my where my uncle, you can't even park there now. So used to park there and then have that stroll in. So I remember the walk-in. Uh, I remember we had the Don't Follow Me, Follow Spurs sticker in the bed. Do you remember those? Yeah, in the back yeah. of the car. So I had one of those. Yeah. Walked in and then I saw it and then there it was. It was that old, it was the old West Stand with a big Tottenham Hotspur football club in huge letters, walked in and 
it was just, I, I can still see it now, just seeing that pitch. And it was just unbelievable. And just the excitement. I remember the smell, the, there was the smell of panatellas that my dad always used to have a panatella. And 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 would buy me a bar of chocolate, or was it the other way around? I'm not really sure what time it was. So anyway, so we went in there. Anyway, we got slaughtered. We lost three nil, and I still remember the team it was Jennings, and there was Terry Naylor, Don McAllister, John Pratt, Willie Young was playing, Keith Osgood, Steve uh, Steve Perryman, of course, was skipper, uh, Ralph Coates. Uh, John Duncan was playing. I think Chivers was on the bench that day. Jimmy Nabel was playing. I think that's everybody. Uh, Glenn Hoddle made his full debut the week after that at Stoke. I don't really remember it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, and the stupid thing is, though, Julian, I can't remember the last game we played or anything that happened in it, <laughs> but I remember anything that happened in that game. So, anyway, we got we got absolutely spanked, and then and it was they were wearing that red and white kit, and it was you know Don Masson and Stan Bowles and Jerry Francis, and they're a really great side. So, anyway, I love the day. Of course, I love the day. Went back home. And I remember walking at home. I still remember walking up the the back towards the back door, and my mum was under a hairdryer. It's one of those old hairdryers that used to be on a on a stick. It was like those things you still have on Coronation Street. And she said, "Oh, so how did the game go?" And I went, "We lost three 0 And I remember bursting into tears because it was all the excitement of everything. But it was still one of the, I mean, even now, still one of the greatest days of my life. I still remember the first first ever time I went. And then the next time we went was, um, and, and then Uncle Peter gave us the tickets again, uh, and that was Coventry, and that was around April, and then we won four one that that day. Right. So um, yeah, and so that was it. I mean, that was that was the most people would just say the game, but that's I remember every I could go on for all day about it. But that was well, it. your that dad didn't need to give you sweets and chocolates to keep you occupied. You loved it literally from. from I did. Because there's some kids, I mean, you get some parents, don't they? And they'll take their child from really, really young. And it's more important for the parent to take them. It's almost like, I'm now going to blood you in. This is it. You came to Spurs when you were two months old. And it's like, well, my is oldest it really son, worth it? My oldest son, who's now 19, his first game I took him when he was four. Right. And it was the game we beat Watford where Paul Robinson scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it well. He doesn't. He was too busy colouring something, That's it. stuffing yeah. his face with chocolate, and it's. But for me, it was a great first game for him. But to him, doesn't remember any of it. Yeah, but that's it, isn't it? That's why you did it because you thought I've got to take him along. It's very important I take him along. It's my son. I'll buy him the Spurs kit and do the whole thing. See, my son, um, who's fifteen now, his first game. I think it was West Ham because we had. Um, obviously, I was working there, so we got to take him along and. You know, and luckily they back in the day they gave us a box. This was the old lane, and and to have my family there, and, and luckily my dad came along. So it was a huge, important day for me. You know, to have my dad there and my son there as well. Um, but at the time he was like, yeah, sitting around on the floor scribbling. wasn't really too worried about it. But um, he's now as big a fan than, than me. So um, it, it was one of those things that I never pushed him, and my dad was the same with me. Never pushed me into it, but then. I think it's probably that realisation you think, yeah, he'll come around. Then when it comes, I know that he will just follow me and then that's the way it'll go. Because yeah, especially where I got some, you know, know some people, and their, their son becomes an Arsenal fan or his Arsenal fans and their, their son becomes a Spurs fan. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, no. <laughs> can no, you no. truly imagine? Dad, <laughs> I've got something I've got to tell you. So, no, luckily it never happened that way. Uh, and as a child, who was your favourite player? 
Um, it was, well, I'll tell you who it was because there's a story about this as well. It was John Pratt and not the most likely of favourite players. When I got a little older, it was Hoddle and it's still Hoddle to this day. But <clears throat> John Pratt, when I was about, God, when I was about eight or nine, I wrote a letter to Spurs and wrote a letter to Keith Birkinshaw and said, please, could I come and see you train? I would love to see. It was like one of these Jim will fix it letters. And it was like, not that we mentioned that these days, but it was like, I would, I would love to see. Anyway, I got a letter back and oh God, if only I had it now it was typed out and it was, yes, well, you know, we train at Chesant and of course anybody could go there and, um, you know, you can come along on any day and then, you know, feel free and, and you can get autographs and stuff like that. Whereas I thought it was like this incredible invitation that I'd got, whereas really it was just come along, you can turn up. So anyway, there I was, I turned up with my dad in my Spurs kit and um, then there they all were. You know, this is this is that team of the, the mid-70s. It wasn't the greatest team we had. But to me, and even now when I meet any of those players, that I, if I meet them for the first time, they're more important to me than players now because they were the players I grew up with. So anyway, John Pratt was, was, was round and, and kicked a ball and it went off and I put my hand up and it, and it caught my hand. And he came over to me and said, are you all right, son? And I went, oh. yes, all right, Mr. Pratt. And I never forgot it. Yeah. Never forgot it. So from that moment, I wore a number four on the back of my old my little Spurs shirt that I had. And years, years later, so 20, 25 years later, whatever it was, first day I started working back at, uh, got the job to work at Spurs. I went up to him and I told John that story. And of course it meant, nothing to him, but it meant everything to me. And, and and I even still tell this story and bore Spurs players now with it to say, this is how important it is that you are, that you're, you speak to the kids and any kid and you sign everything because they remember everything about it. And I remembered every moment of it. And now, uh, even now, I will try, uh, John is one of my closest friends at Spurs and we travel in and I think he gets bored with it because I constantly go on about this story because uh, I never, ever forgot it. No. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that because I've got a similar story. When I was, it was about 83. Yeah. 84. And I was 12 at the time. And I went to this function and Steve Perryman was there. Mm. And it was the weekend of my birthday. And yeah. I gave him a football to be signed. Yeah. And he signed it. And I don't know where I got the confidence, but I said, oh, any chance of getting the players to sign it? Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, no problem. He said, um, but how will I get it back to you? I mean, obviously I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I said, he said, where do you live? I said, oh, Stanmore. Hmm. So he said, oh, I live in Ryslip. He said, I travel through Stanmore on the way back from training. You are kidding me. So I said, oh, okay, fine. I gave him the address and driving home, mum and dad said to me, You'll never see that ball again. Yeah. And I said, yeah, maybe not. But I lived in hope. Week one went, week two went, week three went. So having tea, half past four, and the doorbell went. My mum was upstairs, and I grabbed, uh, I opened the door, and there's Steve Perryman on my... No doorstep. way. And uh, my mum shouting out, who is it? So I couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she came down, she brought him in. And he had a cup of tea. No. I've still got the ball to this day. That is amazing. And he, he showed me and my brother how to do the Aussie flick. Yeah. Uh, you know, flick it up. And like, yeah. my mum was like, be careful with the passes. He always <laughs> did it before and trained it before the warm-up, didn't he? 
And then he, 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 before we knew it, he'd gone. But from that moment onwards, I mean, we had Hoddle and Ardiles, but Perryman was my favourite player. I'm not surprised. It was, and, and what was amazing is towards the end of last season, I took my dad to this European evening mm. um, on the Finchley Road that the uh, the Spurs show organised, and it was the glory night mm. uh, with Chivers, Jennings, Perryman uh, and Mullery. And, uh, you know, my dad loved all the Spurs one and he grew up and that's how I got involved to it. Anyway, there was the interval and I thought, don't do it to yourself. But I thought I've got to, he was just having a coffee, speaking to a few people. And I went up to him and I said to him, you won't remember this, but in 83, 84, I gave you a ball and three, four weeks later, you popped it round to me. Every player signed. And he looked at me and I thought, oh, he's going to say, I don't remember at all. He, mm. goes, he said, I vaguely remember something like that. And I'm sure he doesn't, but it made my evening yet again. Um, amazing. It's just, it's just amazing, isn't it? It's it really is amazing. It... Professional footballers have on children. Uh, but what a thing to do. I mean, what oh, a thing to do. It's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, and also what happened is he knocked on my a friend's door by mistake before he came to us. They know it was true, thank <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Saying that in school the next day, who's going to believe that? <laughs> Crazy. That is an amazing story. Cool, blimey. How does my John Pratt? I think Steve Perriman's now my favourite after that. Oh, unbelievable. But he was there, he was there that day, and he, he was signing stuff for for kids. And 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 the weird thing is, um, even now, probably last time, God, this is probably about four or five years ago, I get a phone call from, from Steve, and, and I'm like, and I show my phone. Steve Perriman's on the phone. Yeah. So even now, <laughs> after all the years I've been there, it's still I get a, all of a sudden I become that nine-year-old kid, and I'm still the same. Always still the same. Now, something that I regret not doing when I was a child is, you know, the kids don't come around as often as they do now. But yeah, did, did you have favourite kits? Did you collect? Still yeah. collect them? I did. Yeah, the um, it was the seventy. It was the first Admiral kit. So obviously a bit before your time, and it was the first Admiral kit. So again, this is all around the late seventies, and at the time, you know, I had a kit, and it was like, you know, I remember my mum just bought me a white shirt and tried to sew a Spurs badge on. So it wasn't really the proper one. I know the Spurs shop they did the Umbro one, but I didn't have one of those. But when I was, I grew up in Harrowwood near Romford, and I, I was walking through the shopping arcade in Romford, and there was a shop called Cullen's. And Cullen's was, it was the old style sports shop. You know, you'd walk yeah. in, they'd have, you know, the wooden drawers for socks and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, you know what? I can still feel it now. And just as I walked past, in the window was this Spurs kit. And it was in a mannequin, and it was the Admiral, and that's the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. And I and don't forget, that in those days, there were no kits. that They, they were just plain yeah. that was it yeah. there was nothing on them and i just thought oh my god look at that kit and it was the white and it had the admiral you know the the the, the admiral badge and then down the arms yeah. and it was the year of ozzy and ricky joining yeah. and the shorts were the same and it was like that is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen yeah anyway i saved up my pocket money and bought that shirt and st- you know it's it's crazy all those years on and i'm still i can feel 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 myself getting excited just but having that kit <laughs> opening it up and and the thing is i've still got it i've still got the shirt and 
the shirt. God, I'd love if it fit me now. Because you get the replicas, but it's never quite the same uh, because probably the replicas are better quality than the ones, the actual original Admiral ones. So um, we had a we had a kid's, uh, we had a, it was a family day at White Hart Lane. So this is probably going back about eight, nine years. So I, because I've still got my original 81 Lecoq Sportif one from uh, the yeah. CSFA Cup um, yeah. 81. I still got that one. Uh, the original. And so my daughter put, oh no, my son, uh, no, it's it, my daughter. So I had my daughter wear the, because he was too small, wore the Admiral one. So wow. she told oh, I was so proud and there it is. <laughs> anyway, then my wife, bless her, she put it in the washing straight afterwards and the badge disappeared. Oh. And it was like, oh my God, because there was a little mark on it. So she put it in. The Admiral badge is okay, but the actual cockerel <laughs> is all but gone. But the shirt still is, is in fine condition. But I'm still, every time I look at that badge and I think, oh, God, it must have been 35, 40 years that that was fine. But, yes, still, so I've still got that shirt. My favourite one of all, though, was the yellow one, was the away one. And that was the one with the the blue bars over the oh, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, a beautiful kit. So um, I had those. And and then when I got to that age, that's when I started getting them for birthdays and Christmas. So I had the, the Spurs home and away. I had the Admiral one. I had the England ones as well. I even had the England goalkeeper kit. So, but you couldn't get the Spurs goalkeeper kit. Although I was a kid, I was a goalkeeper. I couldn't, I couldn't get that one. But um, yeah, so ever since then, then I kept getting them. Uh, but that was absolutely my favourite because it was the first one. So it was it was the Admiral one. It means the most, doesn't Beautiful it? Beautiful kit. For sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so despite your first game being a, a defeat, yeah, um, obviously uh, Spurs being probably Spursy whilst you were growing up, plenty <laughs> along the way, you decided to inflict the same sort of pain on your son? Yep. It was, <laughs> again, it was um, just trying to help him along. And he wasn't really into football till he got to about seven, six or seven. A lot of his friends were really into it, but Joe really wasn't wasn't too much into it. And he, I got him to be a mascot which again was one of the most proudest moments. I was like tears. I was standing on the touchline because I was working, but they allowed him to be a mascot and it was against Sunderland. And so he, because he was the smallest, he got to go out first. So, you know, I, I know it's a privilege and I know it's one of those things, you know, oh, okay, yeah, how comes he got to that? You know, I put my hands up and it was very lucky. And I really appreciate them doing it for me because I'd asked probably from when he was about one. So he, he got to do it. And, and I remember asking him in the day and saying, okay, so who's the captain, Michael? And he went, Jackson. And I'm like, no, no, come on. We could do So he now looks back and thinks if only it had been a year later because it just exploded his love of football. So there's a bit where he goes out and you see him dribble the ball. I've seen it. I've got it on video dribbles the ball up to Michael Dawson. But the thing is, and he still knows the song that he heard when he, when he went out because he's, I remember him going, dad, my knees are really knocking. I can feel my knees knocking. So he was so nervous, but then he went out there and, and did it. So from, from then on, then it was like I never really pushed him too much, but then it just clicked, as all with boys do. All of a sudden, I'm sure with your son, it just goes bang, yeah. and then everything. You know, he just loves it, absolutely loves it, and still, you know, and still does, and comes with me when he can, you know, when I can take him as well. So huge, huge Spurs fan. And so, What's the highlight, you know, going with him? What match stands out? Um... You know what? The funny thing is, the highlight is probably a game that we watched at home, which had been Ajax. 
We because a lot of the time, yeah, same here. I couldn't go with him. We, he we'd go to away games because then we could do the whole experience. But with me working, it's always really tricky. Um, but but probably Ajax when we watched it at home. I mean that was unbelievable. And he and I know that he reacts as I do. I mean just doing like you know ring a ring of roses, jumping up and down, completely <laughs> acting like fools. So you know when your son's got it, when you see them react, just go crazy like you do when a goal goes in. Yeah. So there was that one. We were on holiday when uh, the Man City game. Um, there's going to be there's going to be games that uh, occur to me. Probably Arsenal wins as well that he's been with me that, that I managed to watch with him. Um, so yeah, it's um, there's there's been there's been a few, but but most of them probably have been when we've been away, yeah. and then so then he can experience the whole thing with me. No, definitely lovely. Mm. Now, I know what I'm like watching Spurs. I'm I'm a nervous wreck. Yeah. Um, now that you're working at Tottenham, can you can you really enjoy it, especially the first half when you know. Yeah, in minutes time you're going to be walking out talking to sixty odd thousand fans. Mm. Um, how, how does that make you feel? It's it's tough to lose yourself in it when I know I'm working. So often the second half is easier because then I haven't got that. I'm always I'm sitting there with cards. I'm thinking about it, and often I'm not quite as engaged as as maybe I could be. Um, it's it's happened. I mean, Wembley. Wembley was a nightmare because the when you to go to the pitch, you have to go down the back stairs. They can't hear anything. So any crowd noise, anything at all, you cannot hear. Okay. So I I remember going out to when we played uh, AC Milan and we were one nil up at half time. I had no idea we were one nil up. I did the whole half time doing the interview, and it was only when I went back to the lounge afterwards. They were saying, well, when did we score? I said, I said, no, we didn't. And it was, so I missed that because that, so it's all, it's it's funny. You can't totally get into it. Um, Arsenal, I did this year, although we had a big half time with, with little Riley, which was amazing. Oh, still, yeah. I could really go. I mean, that, that was great. And I still do lose myself, but it is more, it's away games. When I go to an away game, that's when I see the team... When I see the team run out, then I feel the old hairs on the back of the neck. Then I feel that, and then I can really experience it because I can relax and I'm totally focused on it. No. So, so when this games, it's weird because I can question myself and I go, I, think, I can't remember that game. I can't remember that when people go, oh yeah, you remember did this and this. I can't remember. I think is it my memory? Is there something wrong? <laughs> it's often because I'm focused on other things, yeah, and no, although I'm watching it, do you know what I mean? So you, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. So yeah. as much as I can. I still go crazy when we score, etc. But I can't take it in the first half usually quite as much as I would if I was watching it in a away game. And I know when you wasn't working. Yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. Now, I'm I'm lucky enough to have taken Jake to the last game that was at White Hart Lane. Yeah, and you know, left home full of emotion. Um, what made it even more special was we were sitting in the West Upper, and we were sitting very close to where all the legends were sitting yeah. that you were going to introduce onto them mm. um, after the game. So I, I had a brainwave that just before half time, Jake, I slapped Jake down the stairs with me. Don't tell me you said, ask Steve Perriman to get all the autographs. <laughs> no. <and> you're... <laughs> no, so. We, we he wasn't waited... there though, was he, Steve? He couldn't no, make he it. wasn't. Yeah. So we waited on the stairway um, and they all came down for their half time refreshments and there was. Birkinshaw and Archibald and Roberts, Waddle, Hoddle, yeah. Ardiles, 
And, you know, most of them Jake never even heard of, but I yeah. got photos with him just, you know, and it made it even surreal because it was the last game ever at White Hart Lane. Um, but but this is the funny bit, you're like this. So I get home, it was about three hours after the final whistle because of mm. the celebration. On, and my wife, she looked pale when we walked through the door. She goes, why, why are you so late? It's three hours the game finished. Yeah. You know, was there any trouble? And just before I said, oh, don't be silly, no, right? Jake went, well, yes, there was a bit. And I, I looked at Jake. She goes, what happened? All right. Now, my wife always thinks it's like we're in the 70s, there's police riot gear. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, what happened? Tell me. So Jake said, well, at the end of the game, everyone ran onto the pitch. Hmm. And despite calls from people to get off the pitch, no one was moving. So she goes, oh, my God, you know, like so dramatic. What happened? Well, Jake, I mean, Jake was about nine at the time. He goes, well, this very nice man (laughs) calmly grabbed the microphone and told everyone to get off the grass. (laughs) (laughs) And it was was so funny. And it was like, uh, I think my... My, my wife was just relieved there wasn't big, big crowd. Trouble. Yeah. Um, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind at that time? Get the microphone. That was it. It was. It was get the microphone. I'd, I'd gone. I couldn't enjoy the game because I was so nervous about what I was going to have to do. And I'd written the speech, and which we'll get onto, which is about my dad, actually. And so uh, I was walking around. I'm looking at my script that I've written, and I've written all the intros to the players. And I knew that I have friends in America that were watching it, everybody around the world. It was like 100 countries, something crazy. We're going to take it live. Knew it had to work. And all I was worried about was just delivering it well and making sure I didn't screw it up. So kept walking around. So I couldn't really watch the game. I mean, you had the pressure of writing and delivering the, the last words that yeah. were ever spoken at White Hart Lane. Mm. And, uh, I mean, no pressure then. Yeah. I mean, if we can just recap... There it is. There it is. So, yeah. And um, so that's what I had to deliver. And beforehand, so as I went down to the tunnel, I thought, okay, now it's time. And then I saw them running on and I'd, I'd mentioned, you know, I'd probably be told off of this, but I did mention and said in a meeting, look, what are we going to do when people run on the pitch? No, they won't run on the pitch. <laughs> so I think they're going to run on the pitch. Trust me, I'm a Spurs fan. I think they, no, it won't. Not your concern. Yeah, it was. So anyway, Pete, bless him, was trying to say, get everybody get off the pitch, get on the pitch. And so all I did was just took the microphone and that was it. There was no plan. There was no, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. And I just knew how important it was. More importantly, as a Spurs fan, I wanted two things. I wanted everybody to see what we had planned because I didn't want it to ruin it. And secondly, I didn't want all these countries around the world to go, right, that's it. 
we're not taking it. Because I thought my friends in America, they were going to watch it. And I wanted everybody to see it. And um, so that was it. I think that just shows you how much respect you've got with the Spurs fans. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring. It just, honestly, I just, I can't even begin to describe how that makes me feel. But all it was, was I was just saying, look, please, I have no idea what I said. People had come back and go, oh, you said this, you said that. I don't know. I don't know. All I, there's only one bit I remember. And that was when it was moving out and there was a little patch of green. So obviously the whole, whole thing was covered. And I said, that's great. There's a bit of green. I can see grass. <laughs> We're doing this. We're actually doing this. And I remember these two old Herberts and I'd love to see them again. And these, you know, with respect to them, I think they probably were involved in a bit of trouble in the seventies. Say no more. And they were standing. They said, look, we're going to go. And they had fags on. Yeah. We're going to go and sit on Potch's chair. So the steward comes over and says, listen, lads, can you, know, you, you, you got to move that. And they just turn around. Went, yeah. Clear off. Aren't they? So I thought I'll go over to him. And I said, look, guys, you've got to go. You, it's really, we got so much. And they were like, Oh, sorry, Paul. Do you mind if... And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You say this to me? And they're going, oh, yeah, sorry, Paul. Any chance of a selfie before we go? And I said, yeah, come on then, lads. And so we did it. So I'd love to see if that's still there. And then they went and then people started going. I said, that is amazing. And and even now, I don't know whether everybody went back to their actual seats or they just went back anywhere. (laughs) And then as it went back, then I was calm. So by the time I actually had the proper job to do, it did me the world of good because it settled my nerves. And it was like... Now we're through that. Yeah. We can get through anything. And it's like, here we go, and now let's do it. And um, and that line that you played, and like I said, it was written about my dad. My dad had died February that year. And so he was always the one, and this is, sums up what your podcast and what you do is all about. And he was the one that, I, that always took me to Spurs. When I started working there, Mike Rollo, bless him, is a fantastic guy. He was the commercial director. And when I said, look, if I'm coming and doing this job, can I bring my dad? And he'd already had a stroke. And he said, that's fine. So when it first, like two or three years of working at Spurs, my dad came with me. He met all the players. He would get a meal. It was just a fantastic thing for me me to be able to do. And he loved it as well. So um, so when I was talking, when I was writing this thing, I remember just sitting down at the kitchen table and thinking, I've got to come up with something. So I started writing this, just just what Spurs meant to me, and 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 it was, and it was about passing the love of the club to sons and daughters because that's what my dad did to me. I'm gonna start tearing up just thinking about it, yeah. and and then that what I did to my son, and it meant everything to me, and that's what the club meant to me. And I know it's so many people like you that that's what the club is all about. 100%. It's all about families. It's all about community, and it's all a, it's you know it sounds corny, but that's what it is. And it's and the family is such a huge part of it. And from my dad being my favourite person to go to football in the world with, it then the baton was passed over to my son, and I hope that he'll do the same. You know, I'm sure he will if he has a son. So that's what it meant. So when it was everything was when I was saying it, I was thinking about him. And they said, look, if and, and I was told the day before, I said, listen, if you feel it's funny, this is Emma Taylor, who was who was the marketing lady at the time. And she said, we, we had a meeting on the Saturday, a little rehearsal. And she said, look, just slow. You've got to go really, just do it really slowly. But if you feel that there's a tear in your eye and you feel emotional, that's fine. So they actually said that to me. It was almost like cry, <laughs> but it was okay. But I didn't feel it 
until, and I know there was people on Twitter that said, oh yeah, it was as he said, home. You can hear the crack on home. And it was, it was totally natural. Yeah. And I was, I felt fine. I delivered everything. I remember in the middle of interview, in, introducing the players, I was standing there thinking, it will not get better than this in my entire life. This is the greatest moment. I'm standing in the middle of White Hart Lane. I'm introducing my heroes. I've got, you know, 35,000, however, all Spurs fans around me. It will not get better than this. And I will take every moment in. And I looked around and I was in control of it. And I remember going, right, next one, come along. It just felt great. It just felt amazing. So then when I delivered the line, then I knew that was the end. And that that crack, and then that was it. And then I just thought, I've done it. I've got through it. It's been okay. Then I started, my, the tears were really welling up. But I couldn't watch it for three days afterwards because really? it felt such a perfect day yeah. and it felt so good for me. I'm, all, I'm very, very self-critical with my work. So I couldn't watch it because I thought, I know what will happen. I'll watch it and I'll just think, oh, God, it just didn't live up to expectations. Oh. But it's the only time that I did. And I sat down. Everybody had gone out and then I sat down. I remember the dog was on my lap and then I sat down and I watched it and that's when the tears came when I watched yeah. it. I mean, I watched it the other night and even still, it's still so emotional watching it. Mm. You know, those words were perfect words. Um, I'm not just saying that because you're on it. It was, uh, I think Thank you. The, the tone, 100%. But there was more. There was a more and it was taken off because they said it's too long because the, the words that I spoke, I can't, I've, I've still got I've still got it downstairs. The the words that I said it went on and it was the it's about the the saves. It's about the it's not about the saves. It's not about the goals. It's about glory. And that was how it ended. It actually, it's, the game is all about glory. But it was a literally. It was like, well, you know what? And this came from the top. End it there because it works there. And I was amazed that they even took my words because I just wrote them and said, "What do you think about if I say that?" And they said, "Yeah, fine." And it was like. Kidding me. That was it. Um, very quickly, your mm. thoughts on the current season? Current season is, I, I'm more excited about what's going to come, to be honest with you, because as much as, uh, you know, we're getting these results, we're grinding out these results, I still don't not think clicking, we're firing 100%. I know. I and don't. And, and either scary is, or exciting. It is. It's It's... And that's it. Do I feel nervous about that or do excited about it? And so the answer is I feel excited about it because I think we're doing this now and it's still not completely clicking. And the engine is, is, is it's going out, but all of a sudden it's just going to go. No. And I think, and that's what I'm looking forward to. No, so hopefully that happens at the Emirates in a couple of weeks. That's oh, when it's all going to come together because all the partners, the parts are there. We've got the players there. People are playing well at different times, but it's just, I just think it's just revving over and it's ready to go. And that's going to happen at any time. Yeah, so definitely. I'm very, very confident for the future. Fingers crossed. Fingers Absolutely. Crossed. We've been, we've seen a lot in the past, haven't we? Oh, we certainly have. Paul, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Really do appreciate it. But I can't let you go without <laughs> your famous signature sign off. Okay. It got longer. I'll tell you the story behind it, though, firstly. First time I ever did it um, on the pitch at White Hart Lane. Didn't know what to say at the end. And this, again, is family. It goes not to my dad, but to my granddad. And my granddad had a budgie called Joey that used to stay at the Spurs, top of the league. And he always used to tell me about this budgie. And he always used to say to me, at the Spurs, 
So that was how it was. And so I got to the end of that and I said, it was probably, you know, so enjoy the second half, get behind the team and up the Spurs. And it was that old fashioned up the Spurs thing that my granddad said to me and I ended up doing it and it was never meant to be anything. You know, it was never supposed to be any catchphrase or anything like that, but it went on. So yeah. that's it. So get behind, the, enjoy the second half, get behind the team and up the Spurs. And that's it. So that's all down to my granddad, Joe. Excellent. Excellent. Paul, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for asking me, Gillian. I really enjoyed it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.